Hello, green team. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is December 31st, 2020, and I want to welcome you here. I thought it would be kind of fun to do a year in review. 2020 has been a wacky year all around, um, you know, devastating in many aspects um, and still living through all of that. Um, but at the same time, there have been a lot of beautiful things that have happened during 2020. So I thought I would just walk you through what, what 2020 was like for me regarding the Green Team Academy. Um, so what I'm going to do is go kind of month by month. And a little bit later, I'll share my screen, show you a few things here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, just kick back, grab your water, your tea, take a sip which is what I'm going to do. And um, yeah, it's funny for me because in January 2020, I was working on a new wellness coaching program that I was going to be offering through Food Freedom Naturally. And so I was doing a lot of recipes and photographing them and writing recipes. And, and that's what I thought I was going to focus on. Um, I was just to give a bit of context, I was coming off of during 2019, I had mentored 20 teams from across Metro Denver on pretty much a volunteer basis and seeing all these teams taking off and doing these collaborations, starting citywide programs, just blowing me away. Um, so anyhow, I was coming off of that and I thought, all right, well, why don't I focus a little bit more on this food freedom naturally thing? Um, and at the same time, I was working as a, a wellness coach for Noom. So in, in 2015, I started my certification as a wellness coach, a holistic health coach. Um, I first worked on the tobacco quit line and that's where I learned motivational interviewing and started keying into this idea of behavioral change. Um, and along the way, that's how I linked it to the environmental stuff. Um, I also worked at a diabetes prevention program where we were doing this coaching and setting numeric targets and having a curriculum and having weekly check-ins. Um, and then I continued on with Noom and saw that same model. Um, and so I, I, you know, I, I was along the way, like just picking up all of this, this information about what was working, what was not working. Um, and so I thought, all right, well, I'll use this in wellness coaching. Um, but then what, what happened was that there's this program I've been following for a long time called Author Incubator, and they had an opening for new authors. Um, I thought they only did it like twice a year. Come to find out, they're pretty much doing it every month now. But anyhow, I thought it was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, to write this book that I've been wanting to write about green teams and how this is the missing key in making an impact. So I applied for this program, and I got accepted. But the thing is, it's it was $18,000 or a little bit more. And um, I had zero or maybe less than zero. Um, and I called my, my cohort, my friend, my colleague, my uh, fellow instigator, Susan Wright, and said, here's the deal. 
I can write this book. And she and I both agree, hey, this could change the world. And she said, great, I'll fund you. So she stepped up with the funding. And so a lot of those things that I thought I was going to be doing, playing around with recipes and whatever, I just had to say, you know what, recipes, I'm going to come back to you. Uh, but right now, my big thing is that I'm going to write a book. And the in this program, they have you write a book um, in 12 weeks and uh, and then get it published within six months from when you start. So I thought, okay, 2020, my big thing is I'll write a book. Um, and hello, Nan and Victoria um, and anybody else that's joining. Um so anyhow, I thought, okay, that'll be my big thing. I'll put everything else on hold and I'll just write this book. So I, I started writing it and that was February. Um, we had to have our first draft uh, March 31st. And so March 10th was the last meeting that I was at physically. And, and you know, that was the first meeting where the, suddenly there was hand sanitizer sitting out and there's like a few people wearing masks and we weren't sure if we should hug or shake hands, but we did anyhow. Um, and that was it. That was the end of that kind of thing. So here I am with a draft that's like three fourths of the way done and due to have another draft in a couple weeks. And our, our editors came back and said, hey, guys, everything has to change. The way you talk about everything just changed. There's no more rushing to school and dropping your kids off at soccer and getting stuck in traffic. None of that is a thing anymore. You need to completely change your idea, your whatever your solution is. You need to start from the beginning. So I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm working away on this and getting really good feedback from my editors and getting really excited. Um, but, you know, as I, with my most, my recent experience doing the, the coaching with trying to get people to, you know, like somebody that's pre-diabetic, helping them to avoid diabetes and knowing how hard it is. You can't just give them the information. You can't just tell them, hey, eat more fruits and vegetables and get exercise. That doesn't work. But this coaching really works. And having some kind of time frame. Um, and at the same time, I've been doing a lot of digital marketing and this idea of a sense of urgency and and scarcity and all these stupid things that humans need in order to make decisions. Um, so seeing all those parts and pieces and also having had the really heartbreaking experience of writing previous books that are amazing, but nobody read them, you know, like you get 10 star or five star reviews. People say this is life changing, but yet very few people even heard about it. So somewhere along there, I just like about in April, I said, you know what, I'm going to change everything in the book again, and I'm going to change it to be instead of climate action breakthrough, which is this is the breakthrough is understanding that it's teams working together. But instead of calling it a breakthrough, let's call it a challenge. 
Let's make it exciting because if you want people to get excited, then you have to make it exciting. This is something basic that um, our environmental world has not has not taught us about before. Um, so anyhow, I'm like, all right, let's make it into a challenge. Let's make it into a 90-day challenge. And so that's why I renamed the book Climate Action Challenge, a proven plan for launching your eco initiative in 90 days. So I'm like, all right, now if I'm going to get people to use it, I'm going to have to actually host a challenge and have them do this during this thing. So I had this plan to launch the release the book July 31st. And so then I thought, okay, so I need to do a challenge. So how, how will I do that? So one of the first things that I did is I started reaching out to people and telling them about it. And, and like, literally I had no freaking clue what I was doing this whole way along, but I used a lot of the things that I've learned, which is you just start talking to people about your idea. And and so people early on were saying, well, are there going to be some people that'll help the, the challengers that sign up? And it's like, oh, that's a good idea. So then I started recruiting for mentors and I got 40, over 40 people from around the world that said, yeah, I'll mentor challengers. Like this is no cost, you know, this is no payment, no fee, just hey, why don't we work together to do this? So that was amazing. That was mind-blowing. Um, and so it's like, okay, let's let's do that. But as at each step of this, we had to create things like, okay, well, what, what should we do? So I started doing webinars, teaching people about this action plan, this um, passion to action idea. And some of the folks that are, that participated were in some of those early webinars going, oh my God, this is amazing. Wait, what should I do? Um, and so, so we, we, I started with those webinars and then we thought, well, we really need to have something exciting. So, um, uh, we opened the, we opened the, the registration period, July 31st at the same time as the book was released. Um, and then said, okay, so people can sign up between July 31st and August 31st. So basically one month to sign up. Um, and so then we're like, well, how do we make it exciting to get, actually get people there? Uh, let's do a kickoff event. And so we had our mentors came up with these incredible videos talking about everything from, uh, Nina Van Tulon, who's with the uh, the Indonesian waste platform, the international waste platform, to you know people that know about pollinators and and grant writing and just everything. People just piled on and said, "Hey, join this thing, and I'll help, I'll be able to help you with tree planting or or growing trees or starting urban farms, whatever you want." Um, so so that in itself was basically a virtual summit that we did just for that kickoff of it. So, you know, so all these things kind of started piling on, right? So it was, okay, first it was like, oh, let me just write a book. And then it was, well, I did also do an Earth Week Summit in April. Um, but then, okay, let's do another summit to do our kickoff. And then the other thing we realized is like, people are going to need a way to talk to each other. And, you know, 
instead of just Facebook, what other thing could it be? So that's what encouraged me to build out this whole climate action challenge portal where people could go in and create their profiles and post about their events and be in different groups. And we could people, if they had events, they could post them there. So built out that whole thing. So what happened was that we had a total of, okay, now I'm going to share my screen. Let's see here. Screen two. So we had a total of 128 registered challengers from 21 countries who took up these 86 challenges. And it was so exciting, like when the first person registered, and that was Karen from Mexico. Um, but, you know, as these projects came flying in, we were just mind-blowing, like Luabar from the Democratic Republic of Congo and uh, Dara doing eco-communities and South Africa and Bill in, in Denver doing 24 hours of reality and faith community stuff and the Philippines. So it was super exciting to, to just get all those people coming together. And, and so then the next thing that we did um, – was initially I thought, okay, I'll, I'll sell the book and the workbook. But then as I started getting interest from people in Africa, in the Philippines, in Bangladesh, I was like, you know what, let's just give the book away, give the workbook away and let people use it um, to, you know, to whatever level they want. Um, and, and then I also thought, okay, I'll give a weekly assignment and, see how that goes. <laughs> but everything just kind of expanded upon itself. So I realized early on that probably doing live trainings, live check-ins was going to be better. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll just start with those and see how it goes. And that was probably one of the funnest parts of the whole thing, if funnest is even a word, was just hopping on Zoom with people from around the world and checking in and and seeing what the assignment was for the week and hopping into a breakout room just to, to chat with people briefly. So we did those weekly trainings and then we came up with another form so that people could do a weekly check-in. Um, and when they did their weekly check-in, we, uh, so earlier we'd assign them a, a challenge number uh, for their team so they could say what their number was and they could submit their, their writing assignment, submit photos. And that was freaking brilliant. I mean, there's a lot of these things that we did just kind of accidentally to some degree, but knowing that storytelling is such a big part of, of this of getting a behavioral change that having people actually send in their, their photos and, do that progress. And it was like Frederique had told, had said in her interview, she did a, a challenge with her company. She said, you know, I'm the kind of girl, you give me an assignment, tell me when it's due, I'll just do it. And, and so we realized that these things that schools do all the time, you know, have a set amount of time. Like you're not going to do biology forever. You're going to do biology 101 and it's going to be one term. And you're going to have some weekly things that you need to do. And you're going to have some goals that you work to, maybe your final exam. And, and that's exactly what we realized 
worked so well. So all throughout, we told people, you know, if you're one of those challengers that is actually doing something, we'll feature you in the summit. We didn't really know what that meant. We're just, as I said, we're just making shit up as we went along here. Um, but as we as we got into November and we saw that there was a good um, there's a good number. There's 25 teams and even more that really made substantial progress during that time. So we put the call out and said, "Okay, send us your impact report." So that's another form that we created. Tell us what you've been able to do during these um, during these 90 days. And it was pretty incredible. So I'm going to show you that now. I've been updating this. Um, okay, let me share my screen again. I mean, especially like it's during a pandemic. There's so many people who have said, oh, I have so much more time. I haven't been doing anything. But, you know, that's that is not what our teams did. So... This is what our teams did in the 90 days when they took up this challenge. Um, okay, I'm having a hard time with, there we go. Okay, so overall, I already told you the 128 people, 21 countries took up 86 challenges. So um, of those, then 29 of those teams really excelled and more of them excelled also, but they didn't, they just didn't report for one reason or another. Um, and some of those reasons were typhoons and things happening around the pandemic. So 29 of the teams actually reported what they, they did. Um, and here's one of the things is that they had 358 people working on these projects. So this is incredible, right? During the pandemic, that 358 people around the world decide, yeah, let's do this. They held 59 community events. They had 43,022 community interactions, everything from cleanups to tree plantings to meetings with the village elders about climate change. Um, you know, there's so many people that have canceled everything during the pandemic, including the um, the COP talks on climate change that were canceled for 2020. But the folks in this challenge have figured out how to move forward. The voter outreach teams, you know, there was such a small margin of the presidential election. In those states, it came down to just such a small margin. And we had these different teams that did this outreach with youth and their families and their their communities, 83,000 voter outreach interactions, 43,000 trees planted. A big number of this was to our eco-champion hero, uh, Jeffrey uh, Nuguri in, in Kenya and his, his team, the Mabinju Youth Powerhouse, who work with women and youth. They go out and train train youth in um, in Kenya how to plant trees and and work with people. But also um, Umar in Nigeria and Bigger Al-Islam in, in Uganda, Darwin in Zambia, Debsri with her international team, uh, Frederick planted three trees in Costa Rica and the Ecoclava tree um, team in Mexico as well. Gardens, there's 57 gardens started during this during this 90 day period. That's so cool. 
Um, some of them were full-blown gardens. Some of them like Agrivision was a whole farm. Same with uh, the Earth Fairies was an urban farm. Some of the folks did pollinator plantings like Fountain Together and Pollinator People. Stories created, storytelling. Storytelling is what people have used throughout, throughout human history to pass on knowledge and to give people. What happens in a story is what happens when you watch a movie. You have a transformation when you hear somebody else's story. You go through that transformation viscerally yourself. So instead of somebody just telling you, you should lose weight, if you hear, oh, my neighbor just lost weight, how did she do it? What did she do? There's a completely different experience. One gives you hope and gives you the feeling that it's already done and that you can do it. Um, so we had 106 stories, uh, including the 25 that I did, highlighting each of these, these top challengers. Um, but podcasts and um, different feature stories like uh, Victoria has done with her pollinator um, apiculture kind of projects. Wanda helped a few people do podcasts, Sargassum, um, Fred, uh, Francisca is doing the Sargassum podcast. Partnerships. Oh my gosh. I wish somebody would have told me early on things like, like if somebody would ask a question like, Joan, how many partnerships does your team have for the community event that you're planning? Like, that would have been so many clues to how you actually make an impact with the environment. But, you know, I, I signed up for, for so many environmental organizations. Not one of them said, start a team. Not one of them said, form partnerships. Not one of them said, figure out what's wrong in your community. Start getting people together, holding community events. This, these are words that are so important to us. So partnerships established 114. I guess that that number is probably underestimating, but it's people that partnered with universities and governments and nonprofits and homeowners associations and Girl Scout troops and schools and just as a way to take your idea and make it explode. Uh, we had a bunch of teams that did community cleanups and waste diversion, um, which I'm not even going to um, speak through all of them. Um, one of the amazing things that was done was the Juan for Nature team in the Philippines that built their own materials recovery facility from unused bamboo and coconut lumber and then got a tin roof from a, a junk shop. So it's just incredible stuff. But the, the list keeps going on with this historic apiculture collection that's being revitalized, typhoon relief, Thanksgiving food drives, pollinator pledges signed, eco-friendly COVID kits delivered, and so much more. Um, so that has been, oh my gosh, you guys, I didn't share my screen with that last thing. So you weren't able to see all those things that I was talking through, um, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll just keep going. At least you got the numbers. Um, and so that brings me to a couple other things that I wanted to let you know is that, so moving into um, 
uh, oh, let me let me do this real quick first. So if you want to know about what all these challengers did, then if you just go to climateactionchallenge.net and click on challengers, you'll come to this page and you can see all of our Eco Champion Award winners and read their stories. And with each one, you'll see that you're going to be able to watch their video as well as see what their impact numbers were, what their challenge experience was, what their next steps, their advice, as well as where, where to contact them. So this is a wealth of information um, that, that you can avail yourself of. Um, and then next is if you want to do something with this, then, uh, you know, during 2020, I did the thing where I basically gave everything away for free. I gave the book away for free, the workbook, my time, the whole program created the portal, just like nonstop, just gave everything away. And one of the things that I learned doing wellness coaching is that a really helpful thing to think about is this pendulum approach. You know, for, for eating, if you're strict, if you're super, super strict all the time, you're probably going to end up with an eating disorder. Like it's just going to be too strict. And on the other side, if you just have no rules whatsoever, you eat whatever you want, it's going to be too lax. But it's, it's really hard to just stay exactly in the middle. So you want to be able to give yourself a pendulum so that if you see that you're starting to lose weight or not feeling as well, that you swing to that more strict place where you're super, you write down everything that you eat, you make some new rules for yourself about exactly when you're gonna eat, what you're gonna eat, and you stay with that for a while. But then maybe you go traveling and you're in another country and just all that stuff would make you a pain in the butt, right? For people to be around. So then you just like maybe throw all those out and just go with what's in front of you and just manage. After a while, you may need to swing back. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now is that in 2020, I gave everything away. In 2021, I'm giving very little away. And so if you would like to work with me, then there's lots of different ways that you can do that. You can start by buying the book and the workbook. You can buy them from me. If you get the workbook from me, for example, you can get the editable version so that you can write in it or you can get it in print from Amazon. So those things are available. But the two really exciting things that are happening right now, and if you register by December 31st, which is today when I'm recording this, you get a $100 discount off of this, is two different courses, the Challenger course and the Community mm -hmm. course. So if you've been blown away of like, oh my gosh, all these years I've been in the environmental movement and I haven't really made an impact, what the heck? Um, and let's see here. Do I have the right? I'm just going to stop my screen share and make sure I've got my right screen sharing because it looks like might not be. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, so if you've been thinking like, I've been trying to make an impact, but I have failed time and time again, and you want a little bit of support, 
then why don't you sign up for the, the challenger course? The, the challenger course, this is not a, a facilitated challenge, but what it is, is that you will first get access to the video lesson. So the course opens January 15th. So when we were doing the trainings, we'd meet once a week and I would do kind of a brief intro. Um, we actually didn't really have enough time for the training that I want to do. So there's going to be more training in this course than, than I even did during the Climate Action Challenge, the 2021. Um, so that will be these weekly video lessons. But the thing about this course is that you can work through it at your own pace. If you want to jump forward, back, you do it at whatever pace that you want to do. Um, so you get a full year access to all those video lessons. You can also do a 90-minute coaching session with me. So just hop on the phone, hop on Zoom with me for 90 minutes, and let's knock this thing out. Let's figure out what is going on with your community, what kind of partners can you can you get, what makes sense to do, and let's just make a plan in those 90 minutes. Again, oh my gosh, all these years, freaking decades that I wasted doing stupid shit. I wish somebody would have said, Joan, why don't you just talk to me for 90 minutes and I'll tell you how to actually make an impact. So that is a big part of that course in addition to all those video lessons, which you can use with your team as well. Um, and then you also get five digital copies of the Climate Action book and workbook. Um, let's see. So the way this works is after you register, you can schedule your co coaching call as, as soon as you want. You can tell me where you want me to send those five digital copies of the book. We can do that immediately, or you can wait and use them whenever you're ready. Um, and then you can get access to all the videos starting on January 15th. And so the normal price is $349, but if you register by December 31st, it's $100 off that. Okay, so then there's another course, which is also very, very exciting, and that is the community course. So let's say that you're like, you know what, I want to not only have my team do this, but I want to have my city do it, or I want my, my company to do it in all the global offices that they have, or I want my entire school to do it and each each grade to be able to do this because this is actually something you could do during the pandemic. This would be a way for people to get together, work on projects outdoors. Um, and how cool would that be to have some sense of control when everything else is, is so uncertain? Um, so who is this for? This is anybody that wants to do a 90 day challenge in their community. Uh, you're already kind of familiar with the climate action challenge idea and you want to to take it community-wide. As one of my favorite sayings, go big or go home. <laughs> um, so what is included is there, there's 10 video lessons walking you through the setup. So I already told you about the things that we kind of figured out as we went through this. Well, that was a little stressful. So you don't have to do that. I will give you, here's all the different parts and pieces that you might need. And, you know, if you're doing it in certain communities, a lot of those things might already be there for you. If you're working with a school or a business or a faith community, they may already have um, a forum, like a community forum, or, you know, some of these th different things that we created from scratch. It might just be a matter of you figuring out what is it that you need and how can you access 
access that. Um, so you'll also get a downloadable guidebook, and that is going to give you the timeline and some of these key considerations that you're going to want to think about. Um, it also includes the four expert video interviews that we did for faith communities, neighborhoods, businesses, and cities, full year access. You get the 90 minute one-to-one -one coaching session with me, plus the five digital copies of the Climate Action Challenge book and workbook. If you want to buy more books or workbooks, let me know and we'll figure out something because um, there's some different ways that we can do that. Again, same thing. It's $349. Um, but if you register um, today by December 31st, you get that $100 discount. Okay. So guys, that is, that is it. <laughs> That's the dang thing. So I just wanted to, you know, walk you through this thing and realizing like it's crazy for me realizing that in January 1st that I was busy working out my recipes and thinking of this other thing that I still want to do but that when an opportunity came up I made that decision of you know what I'm just gonna go for it and see what the heck happens and it's been so fun to be working with people from around the world and seeing these amazing, beautiful ideas that come about and the actions and partnerships and the, the meaning that they are bringing to their lives and to their communities. So with that, I just want to wrap it up and say thank you for being part of all of this during 2020. I know it's been a rough year. Um, but it, it's also shined a light on a lot of things that that were were problems um, and and the root causes of some of these issues that we've been trying to to treat on the surface. Things like the environmental justice and the racial disparities and inequities bring those to the forefront has really um, helped us understand what the true causes are and where to actually look. So thank you everybody for joining today and for being part of the challenge. And I so look forward to working with you going forward. And remember the time for action is now because there is no planet B. See you soon. Bye.